from my office overlooking exit four of interstate 675 this is the premiere episode of the flyover plates podcast i am your host dr mike brondon and while i am living in the relative shangri-la of dayton ohio I am from Rochester, New York, and I am proud of it. There are a number of things that I enjoy uh, talking about New York and Rochester in particular. I don't get back very often, but uh, I do have people in the area who still live there and claim to live there and just want to talk and wax poetic about Rochester of yesteryear. I haven't been in Rochester full-time since 2006. Um, I have been moved around and now I'm living in Dayton, Ohio, have a family, have a house, have an office. And I'd like to bring my, my first guest on. Um, he is the founder of Technosophy LLC. He has his own show, The Computer Exorcist Podcast, of which I am a frequent guest. And he's the basic inspiration of getting this whole thing off the ground. So please, um, welcome, Mark Anthony Arena. Mark, welcome to the podcast, sir. I am so happy to be here. I'm so thrilled you're doing this. I'm so thrilled that you're doing a show for expats of anyone uh, who's escaped Rochester. <laughs> I will tell you right now, I am nervous about doing this, but uh, mm -hmm. thank thankfully there's the magic of editing and hopefully I won't say the wrong thing. But uh, but yes, how are things back in Rochester? Well, you know, you mentioned that you mentioned that you had some friends who who are living in Rochester. I wouldn't exactly call it living. <laughs> it's more like fearing for your life while slowly decaying. <laughs> So that's how far we've fallen now, huh? <laughs> My goodness. Oh, no, boy. You're an absolute natural. Your experience for many years on my show, um, you're going to be a natural here. And I just love the fact that it's – it's. I, I like to think of it as a spinoff show, right? You were a, yes. a recurring character on my show, and now you get your own sitcom awarded I, to you. I am the, I'm the Frasier to your cheers. So, uh, love it. Hello, Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes um, – so I want to start with one of the great things about people from Rochester and the fact that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, there are a few things that everybody talk, can talk about and relate to. And then all of a sudden you go from complete strangers to almost blood brothers. So, so I was out at Indiana University over the weekend. I had a field hockey uh, play day to ref. One of the persons working the scoreboard, working the clock, his name was Josh. And come to find out, he's a student there. Uh, he's originally from Rochester. He's originally from Brighton, actually. Wow. And You probably did the, are you from the west side or the east side? Well, he, he had the nerve to think I'm an idiot. And I asked him, Oh, what part of Rochester are you from? And he's like, well, it's between Ro Buffalo and Syracuse. I'm like, I know this. I'm a McQuaid grad. And he's like, Oh, McQuaid. Yeah. I, I live in Lockdeville. I, I, I live right behind where Zeb's used to be. 
And uh, that brought a tear to my eye because if you don't know, Zeb's was a giant hangout for McQuaid people, seeing as that it was right next to the school. Um, amazing food, amazing burgers and milkshakes and half price cookies and brownies after nine, which I always enjoyed. But we got to talking. And of course, after he realized, yeah, I know where you're from. I know where you live. I've probably run past it when I was in high school. But there were three conversation points that really brought us together. The first one was terrible winters. The, the winters, if you know, you know, Mark, the winters in upstate New York are absolutely terrible. Unbearable. 200 inches of snow, 200, you know, freezing temperatures. 15 months couple, out of the year. Yeah, couple that with the lack of hope that people in Rochester have. The winters in upstate New York are absolutely atrocious. The second one was garbage plates. Okay. For those of you who don't know, garbage plates is an amazing concoction that is pretty central to Rochester and doesn't get much traction anywhere else. Yeah. Tell us what, about this. We what this is, you know, the, the garbage plate is, you know, a meat of your choice, huh? Hamburgers, hot dogs, cheeseburgers. Some people use Italian sausage. The traditional mac salad, home fries, and then it has this meat-based hot sauce. It's very thin, very loose. It's like a sloppy uh, for people. Kind of like a sloppy Joe. It's kind of like in this area. It's kind of like Cincinnati chili, um, mm. but much spicier. It, but it's got that kind of consistency, that loose meat consistency, and then you top it with onions and you top it with mustard. It's amazing. And we bonded on all of we bonded on that. There was another actually there was another girl there. Uh, I'm gonna embarrass Josh here, but there was another girl there. It was kind of obvious he had a thing for her. And she was from Indianapolis originally. And so we started nice. talking about these she was very nice, very nice, very nice yeah. girl. But you could tell he was kind of shy talking to her and that sort of thing. But he um so she asked, What's this garbage plate? And we told her. Oh, and, and I'm and, sure and you jumped at the opportunity to explain. Oh, of course. I have to educate these people. I have to spread the word. And she was not repulsed by this at all. Like, she thought this was great. And she wanted to go to Rochester and eat one of these things. So <laughs> I'm like, I told Josh, you need to take her up to Rochester and go see the garbage plate. And and then well, there it's was May, the third. So bring your, bring your snow pants. <laughs> Exactly. It's it's April, so who knows what's going to happen? It could be seventy five degrees. There could be a blizzard. It could be an ice storm, like back in nineteen ninety one. And then and then there was the third point. Speaking of which, um, Don Alhart. <laughs> that was your third bonding that, point. That that was the that was the hook right there. That was that was that was the hook. All I had to do was. All I had to do was mention Don Elhart. And he's like, yes, I know who you are. And I like you. Even though he was from Brighton, I'm originally from the West Side. You know, he could see McQuaid in his backyard. I could see the smokestacks of Kodak in my backyard. But, <laughs> yeah, in case you don't know, Don Elhart is, in my opinion, the last bastion of journalism. Of, of respectable journalism, <laughs> the the man can the, the the man has 
broadcast the news for for almost four generations now. And it's almost like he's above reproach. He, he, he could do he's earned enough goodwill that he could just phone it in at this point. He could just be reciting Babylon B articles <laughs> and he would and, and he would still be a legend in, in Rochester, New York. You know what? So, On yes. YouTube, they have a 50th anniversary tribute video to Don Elmer. I saw that. And I... it was recorded 10 years ago. And he's still I know. working. <laughs> he's not just working. He's working solo. He worked through COVID, for crying out loud. He also worked it through was... the bubonic plague and the creation yeah. of the Earth. I told you, Typhoid Mary was his prom date. <laughs> you know, and, and I got to quote you on this one. I love the other day when I mentioned his name and you said, you know, He'll, he has such great insight because he was the only um, anchor left at Channel 13 who lived through both, oh, what was it, the Jurassic era and the Civil War? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... The, the the man has seen and heard it all. I mean, there, there's nothing that phases that man. And the fact that he survived an entire pandemic and just broadcast the news. Um, I can still watch Channel 13 news broadcasts on my Roku on the News On app um, where you can get local news from anywhere. That's brilliant. And, and it could have been just him and a mop bucket holding up the camera. I don't know if anybody was even let in the studio while he was there for fear of <laughs> having him contract COVID. But the man is an absolute legend. The man is an absolute legend. And uh, Mark, if you ever get him on the podcast, I, <laughs> I, I, I may just, I, I may just have to come up and guest host live. Um, and I love how every episode of my show that you've come on, you always sneak in a Don Elhart reference or a shout out. Well, well, because only there's a 20 year age difference between me and this kid. The only thing we have in common was that we were born and raised in Rochester. But it was those three things in that order that brought us together. And, and we just wax poetic for the about Rochester because because. I tried to throw a Chase Pickin reference in there. He had no idea what Chase Pickin was. Yeah, because they. For those of you who don't know, it was a hardware store. It was Wegman's offshoot of a hardware store, but you could go in and use your Shoppers Club card and get discounts on tools and supplies and screws and whatever. You know, I just remember my dad going in there and coming out with a handful of screws and. Maybe paying the guy. He didn't tell me one of the other, one way or the other. Yeah, I know I'm going to implicate my dad on the first episode. I'm I'm really making some friends here. But again, but there's just so much good in coming from Rochester. Not not living there now, from what I've on, from what I've gathered. But right. The only reason you're happy when you talk about Rochester is because it's it's a quaint memory for you. You don't have to live it's, in its throes. It's all knotted up into a nice little bow, like a time capsule that I shoved underneath my bed and I keep opening it. And every, it's like Rochester fr from the 90s in the early 2000s, you know, back when Kodak was still a thing and Chase Bacon was still a thing and, you know, Vinny Don and, and Bob's Angelo. was still a thing. Don and Bob's Vinny and, and Angelo. Angelo. Yeah, he told me he told me Mario's is turning into. A Whole Foods. That's correct. Some 
or something along those lines. Yeah, Mario you know, retired from cooking, and uh, he decided to sell his land to Whole Foods. And, did he and, get? Re- did he retire? or Did he get taxed out? <clears throat> right. Did well, he get taxed into oblivion? What happened was he had this land where his restaurant was in Pittsburgh, and oh, I love this. This is going to be a, a what do you call it? soapbox for my opinion here. So he yes, he had this, yes. this land in Pittsburgh where his restaurant was it was real nice, Monroe Ave at, at five ninety, and he wanted to he got was going to get a big check from Whole Foods. Okay, great. Wegmans yep. came back and said, "We don't fear competing with them. We do it along the East Coast. However, we think there's going to be a lot of traffic." Okay, fair point. So now there's this big debate for at least five years about whether or not this is going to make an, an already horrible traffic jam street. I mean, it almost round the clock, there's always a traffic jam at this Monroe Ave at 590. But mm-hmm. it's, okay, fine, there's a debate for five years about whether or not it's going to make it even worse. Okay, fine. So the question is to put a Whole Foods or to not put a Whole Foods. Do you know what they ended up doing? Put in a senior living facility? <laughs> no, but great guess because that's what every uh, every corner of Rochester is now. But or no. Walgreens, or Wal- right, or Dunkin' Donuts. They now have three that's true. per block. Oh so my goodness! The okay, we're worried about making more traffic on this corner that already has too much traffic. We're worried about putting a, Walgr- uh, a Whole Foods here and making too much traffic. So what's the solution? Someone shows up with boots and a cape and bursts into the door and says, I know, let's make a Whole Foods and a giant plaza full of things and a Starbucks drive through Oh my God, no! No! Everything! That's, that's not going to work! So no one in Rochester can afford a car, so we don't have traffic, except in that that little segment of street there, it's now Manhattan gridlock all the time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I, I will say, though, they, they tried the Whole Foods thing here in Dayton, and they put it in a strip mall with all these other different things, and right in front of it is a Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Ooh. Okay. The, there's decent traffic at the Whole Foods, okay, that's fine. There, there's a whole other issue is, that I'll get to as to why Whole Foods really isn't working in this town. The Raising Cane's causes more foot traffic than the Whole Foods. Really? And every other store, every other store that was in that plaza is not doing very well. And I think one of them might be like a Sport Clips or a Great Clips, wow. which, I mean, you can't go wrong with Great Clips, but does it? seem to be doing very well. Whole Foods seems to be dominating that whole traffic, except for Raising Cane's. And Raising Cane's is closer to the street, so come noon, on a pretty busy street, kind of like a Ridge Road, uh, Route 31, kind of like kind of like where, where um, I appreciate they're putting the Whole analogy. Foods in. Um, it's backed up, because people want their chicken fingers. Right, that's what the Starbucks is. The Starbucks is right at the curb. So now billions of cars are, are just materialized out of nowhere and land what? right there. Again, I mean, this blows my mind, right? It's like, okay, yeah. look, we, we have a bad situation here. That's like saying, um, you know what, Mike? We only have $3 for lunch today for the both of us. What do we do? And you go, I know, we should flush it down the toilet or set it on fire. Yeah! Like, that's the route to drink way. our. Let's go drink our lunch. Let's make it work. <laughs> Yay! Oh, the foresight of Rochester city planning. <sighs> Although, actually, I think isn't that technically Pittsburgh? 
Or is it Brighton? It's Brighton or technically, it's Brighton. Okay, so shame on them. Absolutely. But but the thing is, I and of course I've been now here in Dayton long enough, so I can play the. I remember when. I, I remember when the Whole Foods was going in because it was right down the street from my office, maybe about three quarters of a mile, a mile down from my old office, and it didn't start. It didn't come off with a bang. It didn't start very well. We have these stores in the area called Dorothy Lane Market, and it's an upscale grocery store. They have cheeses that are way too expensive, and they have heavenly hams and things that you maybe go for like one or two things, but not something you would do your weekly grocery shopping at. Uh-huh. They have these things called killer brownies, by the way. I need to send you some because they are incredible, and they may give you diabetes. Who knows? <laughs> They're, but they're they're fantastic. They're they're absolutely fantastic. They make them in house. They'll ship them anywhere. I'll have to send you them. But everybody in Dayton is so established and so set in their ways that the Whole Foods coming in didn't didn't open with a bang. There wasn't huge foot traffic. There wasn't a whole fanfare. It was like you're not Dorothy Lane Market. And I kind of feel like Rochester would be the same way when if Whole Foods comes in, they're going to come in and be like, you're not Wegmans. You're absolutely like, right because I see I can go the down the street to the mecca of Wegmans in Pittsburgh Plaza, which, by the way, had its own traffic issues when that came up. It still does, yeah. It still does. So you're just wow. going to add insult to injury, and you close the bowling alley. You close Clover Lanes. Yeah, which was come on, man. It kept a, it had a place in people's hearts. But you know what? You're absolutely right because I always say this about my business. Like, like my company is so radically different from all my competitors. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And I always say Rochester people love familiarity. So when I, whenever I get discouraged about my business, ah, no one likes my new ideas. I always say, you know what? I'm going to rename my business to Wegman's McDonald's Microsoft Familiarity, <laughs> and then they'll like me. But I will say they. Wegmans as a whole has gotten they, – they've just gotten out of control with their grocery stores. I mean, this is this is getting ridiculous. You love them. We'll do an I, episode I do. just about them. I do, but when you now when you go to like – when I go visit my aunt and uncle in Virginia or you go to one in North Carolina or you go to one in Pennsylvania, they are building cathedrals of groceries. It's, it's not – this is not the Parenton Wegmans on Route 31. This is not my Ridgemont Wegmans, which was a grocery store, a great grocery store, but a grocery store nonetheless. It didn't have it, it didn't have a full service restaurant. It barely had a sub shop. The deli was fantastic, but I mean, you know, Wegmans is a grocery store at its core. Don't lose don't lose that. Yeah, because right. I'm stuck with because I'm stuck with Kroger's and Aldi's out here, which are great, but it's not way. Yeah, and and you know what I think I have a theory. So the Taj Mahal Capital Wegmans over in Pittsburgh, it's it's was it used to be the biggest and the baddest, right? I think it still is, but well, actually, it's... they the ones in Virginia are much more regal. Um, ah, but yeah. no yes, one and and if the Pit, if the Pittsburgh people heard about this. They would get very upset and get their torches and pitchforks. But Pittsburgh well, people that's have when they... never left Pittsburgh, so they won't know about it. So don't tell them. 
Well, that's when they go over to Coe's. They they buy the old Coe's store and make a uh, Wegman's Light or Wegman's Annex or just put the deli over there, for all I know. <laughs> no, you know the, the Coe's Commons over in Jefferson Road? That is now a Tops. Is it really? It's a nice, clean, new Tops, yeah. Because my friend Josh was telling me about the Tops at Lock DeVille, and he's like, yeah, it's not been taken care of at all. <laughs> yeah, so, I actually prefer it's still tops. very I it's like still it. very scummy over there. <laughs> I love the no nonsense tops. Like I go to Farmington one, the Canandaigua one is actually really nice. Is it really? Wow. I mean it's small but I, very clean. I, I remember back in Greece they when they opened up the Tops International Market yeah. right down the street from uh the right down the street from the um Wegmans on Mount Reed Boulevard. So yeah, it was just abs- absolutely, absolutely nuts. You know, stick to your guns, Wegman. You do a fantastic thing. You don't see Chipotle going and doing barbecue. They just do tacos. Stick with groceries. And you're you're fantastic. You have a great following for those people like me who got out of Rochester. We have a place that we can wax nostalgic about. But in any event. Uh, there was one topic that I really want to talk to with you about Mark because um, it came up and we didn't really realize it until we actually put part parsed it all out. We were looking at all the different sauces, all the different condiments that come out of Rochester. If you want to throw Buffalo and Syracuse in there too, because you know, they're all dying on the vine, <laughs> but l- look at all the things that come out of Rochester. Bill Gray's hot sauce, country sweet, one of my personal favorites. They're all really good. Boss sauce. Oh, yeah. He threw in dinosaur barbecue. He threw in sticky lips, which didn't even open until I was long gone. Oh, but then you have you know, Frank's red hot, buffalo wing sauce, you know, that make the buffalo wing sauce. Is there a better city or even region of the country that has that type of condiment? I just thought of another one, too. Um, I agree with you absolutely that there is, as you're saying this, I can't think of any better city for condiments. But but, um, also, did you know French's Mustard was started in Rochester and Fairport? Now that you mention it, that actually does ring a bell. I didn't even even cross my mind at that point because people think mustard is just so generic, you know, with ketchup. It's been around forever. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember the day I introduced my father-in-law, who lives in Iowa, to Country Sweet. And oh, what did he say? He thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Really? He now, I now have to get a bottle for him when my dad goes back up to New York and gets me like six bottles. I have to save one for him so he can take it back to Iowa. And then when I go out to Iowa and he decides to barbecue out, I now have country sweet it in all of my in all of my frequented places. But he, he thought it was the greatest thing since, since sliced bread. He's like, this, he used to call it the magic sauce. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Mike, come get me some of that magic sauce. And I'm like, yeah, it, it really is. And I, and I put it on, I mean, country sweet in particular, I put on freaking everything. I put it on mashed potatoes Ooh, and it's amazing. I was going to say, by the way, legs. by the way, Mark, 
if you want your eyes if you want your eyes open to a parallel universe, <laughs> put country sweet on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Like I said, the Chick Chick Fil A sandwich is perfect as it is. You could throw Chick Fil A sauce on it; it's fantastic. But one night, I brought home a, a, a Chick Fil A sandwich, and I'm like, "All right, let me put some country sweet on it." I didn't have anything else, so I put country sweet on it, and it's equally good. You know, I, I can't say it's better because the Chick Fil A sandwich is is almost perfect as it is, but. It, it really opens your eyes to a parallel universe, just putting <laughs> country sweet on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Now, I'm pretty sure the Chick-fil-A people are going to yell at me for all of that, but um, I'm just surprised. None, I'm surprised none of this has any traction outside of Rochester or Western New York because I you try to get buffalo wings in Dayton or Cincinnati. It's just not worth it. They're they're terrible. So um, I think we should do a food combo episode someday where we come I think up we with should. these combos. Uh, but also to your point, like um, you were, we were talking earlier about how we're surprised that the garbage plate hasn't taken off outside of Rochester, right? Like in bordering exactly. states, Ohio and Pennsylvania. And I think it's because no one in Rochester has ever left it successfully yeah. or anyone who's already left is already gone and they just were happy to escape with their life. Exactly. <laughs> or they're going to college and they're just poor. They don't have disposable income to start up. You know, they don't have a Kickstarter fund to start up a garbage plate truck. Yeah, but I, I really think I, that I, the garbage plate would take off in. in oh, I think it would be. I think it would be great even on college campuses. I mean, oh, yeah, it's basically a hangover food. Yeah, absolutely. It just it just, it, you know, just it, it it warms my heart to know that uh, something's a beloved. It's it's timeless, you know, and all the things. But I mean, it really is. I mean, that lineup alone, the boss sauce, country sweet, Bill Gray's hot sauce, the meat based hot sauce from the garbage plate. I mean, that's a lineup that I'd put up against anything else. I mean, I lived in Alabama. They have white barbecue sauce, which is great, but that's just one. Oh, I mean, you're, you're, talk, you're, you're talking about a murderer's row of condiments that, that are all very good in their own right, and you can put them on anything. I mean, Italian sausages, Ooh. put it in your chili. I mean, you know number of different things going on, on with all that. your leftovers hey what about coach tony sauce coach tony sauce i'm not familiar with that one yeah it's it's among all the ones we've mentioned it's the closest to a regular garbage plate meat sauce you know it's okay. got the right consistency and everything it's not my favorite but it's it's pretty good and I, i've bought it and had it at home before and yeah, yeah. You could, it's just a meat sauce you know it's that very finely ground beef and then a lot of spicy stuff and a lot of fat. Yeah, because I was looking at doing my own hot sauce. I've got some leftover ground beef in the fridge. My kids aren't going to eat it. I'm like, why don't I just try to make my own hot sauce? So I might do that tonight. Yeah, you should. Uh, hey, or tomorrow. Coming up, or, we're, we're coming up, up on what? the half hour. Do you want to do half hour or hour episodes or 45 we'll minute go episodes? Another, we, we can go another 
five ten minutes i guess perfect but that'll be perfect i don't want to go too much longer because i think they're ready to try to clean the office <laughs> um but yeah it's just uh you know terrible winters and garbage plates and don elhart that'll be the common ground that you can you, that you can bond with anybody from rochester and again I mean, Mark, you grew up on the east side. I grew up on the west side. We went to school on, I guess you want to call it the south side. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was just it's just amazing that you know we could have such disparate upbringings and backgrounds and environments and come together and, and willfully come together because people actually talk to each other when they're outside of Rochester. That's right. No one talks to each other. No, you nobody to talks say hi to someone. Person. They growl at you. They growl at you, or they try to cut you off on four ninety <laughs> as you're trying to make that big turn to go over the river. But yeah, it's just um, it's just cra crazy, man. It's it really is. And um, you know, I, at least that I, I haven't been back because things are crazy in New York. I, I I want to go back. I get that itch to. Get some, get a real garbage plate, not one that I've made with fake hot dogs and homemade hot sauce. Because again, you go to the you you go to the garbage plate restaurants. You go to insert one here. I'm not going to name one in particular, but it's an experience. Oh yeah, it is. It's an experience. You get the stink eye from the guy over the grill. You got that 16, 17 year old high school job. Not quite sure they know what they're doing in terms of giving you change or how to process the credit card. Sit down. You get regardless of whether you sit down or take it out. It comes in a styrofoam box. Yeah, either way. And you have to like eat it with plastic cutlery. You, you can't use a metal fork and knife. You have to like struggle to get that mac salad on your fork. And you got the the pat of butter and the two pieces of stale Italian bread and the plastic. Do you plate. eat the Italian bread? Oh, always. Do you do you eat it with the butter or do you dip it in whatever greasy, saucy mayonnaise mixture is left over? Both. Okay. I want to get my money's worth and eat the butter. I can't waste Cause, it. Because I don't do the butter. I, I, I don't because you sop that up with grease and somebody's blood sweat and tears maybe literal <laughs> blood sweat and tears i love the baked beans though i gotta say baked beans and boiled potatoes which is hard to find now that i, I do make some good salt potatoes but i have to associate with with syracuse oh. um when i spent some time there in college that syracuse salt potatoes they they can have that but but um actually there was a couple years ago um the rochester red wings you know, ended up doing a special plates, uniform, hat, jersey, the whole thing. One of my friends sent me an actual Rochester plates hat. What? And then come to find out it was a series against Syracuse and they did the whole salt potato get up. So it was the Rochester plates versus Syracuse salt potatoes. Rochester plays versus the Syracuse Salt And the only winner was everybody's cholesterol level. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but again, it's a great place to be from. It's a great place to be from. Okay, keyword um, here is... 
from. I got to insert from. here. Yes. From like from. like yeah, like I was saying, you know, you're happy. To, it's like a um like a I have plenty of terrible college stories where I said to myself, "Oh yeah, 10 20 years from now we can laugh about this," right? That's what it is. For you, yeah. it's like you know, you left the trauma behind you, so you can laugh about it now. But I'm it's all—it's all locked in a time capsule. I get to pull it out. It's like a snow globe. I can watch it whenever I want to, shake it up, and snow falls. Yeah, I mean, I have to live in this mess. I'm still living the nightmare. But I, I want to comment on what you said earlier. The um, the relative Shangri La of Ohio, right? When you say Ohio, people think gloomy, industrial, suburban. People whatever. think Cleveland. Yeah, that's you the think sad Cleveland. part. Right? They think Cleveland, and but or he's or more recently East Palestine, uh, yeah, which is which is on the complete other side of the state. Oh right, 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 with the train crash. Yeah, yeah, that all that is like three, four hours away from me. It's closer for me to go to Indianapolis. It's closer to me to go to Louisville than it is to go up to Cleveland and. If and when I do, I always have to cry a little inside. <laughs> but be, be, because Cle because Cleveland is the city equivalent of getting punched in the face. <laughs> it really is. It's 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 the butt of every joke, and rightfully so. And rightfully, oh, Cleveland, we're almost as bad as Rochester. <laughs> if you ever. Uh, if you ever get the time, you should look at the uh, Cleveland tourism video on YouTube. Oh, it's the there's best. two of them. Yeah, there's, there's two of them. Oh, they're but, so good. But because um, I used to tell people until East Palestine, until the train derailment, like Ohio is God's form of neutral. Like the state flag should be taupe. Because <laughs> because really nothing good or bad happens here. It's just, oh, you live in Ohio. That's cool with that upward inflection point. And it's like, yeah, I know, you know, cities are getting hurricanes and snowstorms. And here we are in Ohio, except I will say the one the last time you came out to visit did have a little bit of a storm. I will I will say that. But uh, yeah, you, you came out was, and it was a summer day compared to what I get comparatively speaking. Yes, but. We went to Big Boy and they ended up closing Big Boy early because of the snow and the ice. And then you were on your way to Nashville. So the, like you got 30 minutes into Kentucky and you were fine. Right, right. It's every time I'm, I'm passing through your town on the way to Nashville, for some reason I get a snowstorm. But what I was going to say was it is a relative Shangri-La compared to Rochester. Compared to Rochester, Gloomy yes. Gloomy old Ohio is a wonderful, warm paradise with with heat and opportunity well, and happiness and prosperity. Well, you made that big trip with your dad out to Iowa last year, didn't you? It was great, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, they have and freshly paved concrete roads. Yeah, they have freshly paved concrete roads. It does get it. I've been to Iowa in January. It gets pretty cold. Oh, it does. Oh, I've been. Oh, I've yeah. been in the winter too. Negative twenty degree wind chills mm -hmm. all the time. But but they also have the Midwest equivalent of Don Elhart. Who? They have Ron Steele. That sounds like a like a Ron Burgundy. It sounds like a cartoon character. He's 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 a poor man's Don Elhart, but <laughs> fine for the Midwest. <laughs> he's been at his he's been at channel seven since i think Iowa was annexed as a state in 1849 <laughs> and he's, he's he's lived through some stuff 
<laughs> He's not Donnell Hart, though. <laughs> Someday we'll have to do an episode. When you said East Palestine, I said, wait a minute, don't they sp- spell it Palestine? I said, who would they do spell Palestine? Yes. So a town like well, that. Heck, and then I said, 20, oh, minutes down, 20 minutes down the road, actually, the next town over from where I live, it's L E B A N O N. But of course. In hillbilly speak, as my friend, as my friend from Cincinnati calls it, in hillbilly speak, it's Lebanon. Lebanon. Well, and I Lebanon. was gonna say, right in Rochester, we have what looks like Charlotte, but we say Charlotte, and we have what looks like Chile, and we say Chile. So I suppose well, that's because we were born with different nasal passages in New York. <laughs> we have, have that nasal accent. Rochester accent. Um, yeah. That that's very unique, but uh, we got to do yeah, an episode just, on the accent. I got to do an episode on the accent too. Um, there's there's so many good things about Rochester and the five eight five. It might not be evident to people who live there, but it it's just not- needs an outside perspective. That's what I'm here to provide. <laughs> it's just like you know, if you're sunbathing, you're enjoying the sun from a safe distance. But if you live on the surface of the sun, it's not fun. Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, I have my snow globe. It's got Rochester in it. I get to look at it whenever I want. I get to see the Kodak building somewhat lit up and not desolate and barren. And I get to shake it and it snows just like every other day in Rochester. Legend has it that certain like the Kodak building only has like two or three floors that still have workers in them. And legend has it that they all huddle together around a trash fire to keep warm during the workday. It wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) That wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I am surprised that they haven't farmed that out to like some startup business, like GoFundMe or Uber. I'm surprised that office space is not filled up with, insert unsuspecting naive small business entrepreneur well the only businesses that are started in rochester are pyramid schemes so it would have to be the latest pyramid scheme and senior living facilities that's right and senior living facilities (laughs) and dunkin donuts locations dunkin donuts locations that's right so but yeah it uh wow this was this was fun i may not need another guest i I might just have to do this with mark because it's nice when you can have the back and forth and the repartee. So um, for people who still live in Rochester and are listening to this, um, the best advice I have is get out. (laughs) (laughs) Our condolences. Our condolences. I've told, I've told Mark for years, he needs to move to Aruba and just work remotely. I'm trying. Cause then you'd be, cause, cause then you'd be away from all of the, federal government stuff on top of the state stuff and we'll have to do an episode where where rochester and new york are always the worst in every every top 10 article of crime or poverty whatever rochester's always the worst we got to do episodes about that i'd love to be on every episode but you have so many great friends that oh this is gonna be i don't know if they'd be willing to come on but i'll I'll at least extend the invite oh yeah but yeah so it's uh because I've I've got some friends who are much more, they have encyclopedia like knowledge of garbage plates, where to go, who, who has the best one, you know the, the definitive rankings. Oh, by the way, um, 
Mark, since you were since you're still in Rochester, did you uh, go see the Easter Bunny? Um, okay, get this, get this, get this. Um, it was a few months ago. I was at Marketplace Mall. Um, uh-huh. It used to be a mall, and now it's this vast wasteland, and there's tumbleweeds, <laughs> and they are actually putting. Uh, a senior living facility in where one of the anchor stores was, which is the only reason, okay. the only thing that'll save it. But uh, it was, I think it was December. I was walking around Marketplace Mall just for nostalgia, and there's like three, four, five, maximum five stores that are still operating there, and I try to go support them. Um, of course. But the in lieu of a normal Santa Claus, there was a clipboard, Mike. A clipboard! (laughs) And it said, Santa is busy with the elves today, but you can take a letter and write a letter to him, and he'll get back to you. We can't afford mall Santas! That's how bad this place is! I'm not making it up! Oh, So, you didn't get to see the Easter Bunny, did you? I didn't even bother going, but I bet you anything at Marketplace Mall, they didn't even bother having oh, no, an no. Easter Bunny. It was probably a clipboard, the, and then it's... <laughs> Mark, the real Easter Bunny. Not the, 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 the fake stuff. The real Easter Bunny. What's At this? the Great Great House of Guitars. Oh, right. Because right. <laughs> I, I sent you a message to wish you Happy Easter, and you came back with, oh, yeah, did you go to House of Guitars? That's right. All right, so you'll have to tell I, I, I have to, what Every year I have about. to watch that. That commercial on YouTube because <laughs> the Easter Bunny's like he's on something because he just come to the great great house of guitars, buy an amp, buy an a, buy a soundboard, buy something. And they're, they're just they're just. I'm gonna have to do an episode on Rochester commercials now. Oh um, yes, you will. But go roll back a second. Tell people yeah. what the house of guitars is. The house of guitars. Is on Titus Avenue in Arundaquite. I don't know if it's still there. It might not be. It is actually. It's the only business oh, it is. still there. Okay. Okay. Because it's right down the street from Arundaquite Hots, and Arundaquite Hots ain't going anywhere. And and the, by the way, because every construction project is always guaranteed to be a um, embezzlement scandal, so they created <laughs> this thing called I Square, which was supposed to be a place to keep kids out of trouble or whatever. And of course, there was some kind of huge scandal. I don't even remember. But go on. They. Yeah, I'll get to that. They tried to do something like that where I live in Middletown. It's just an outdoor area to drink. Um, <laughs> but in any event, the House of Guitars is just this amazing music shop. They have, well, for those of you who still buy vinyl records and CDs, they have those. They have music equipment. They have drum sets, guitars. I'm pretty sure if you want to buy a tuba, it's there too. Yeah. But I bought a Zyla if you there. want. Did you really? Oh man. Little. Yeah. But but they they had these these poorly produced commercials that were hilarious and they've stood the test of time because I haven't been to Rochester I haven't been to Rochester in 6 years. I haven't been to House of Guitars in like 25. And the commercials still hold up. It's like it's the real Easter Bunny, and it's like these 1982 graphics, like hop, 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 <laughs> and it's the real Easter Bunny. They, they keep calling it the real Easter Bunny. The guy's got bunny ears and ZZ Top beard and a mullet of some sort, but it, it's just it's just it's just stood the test of time, and I and I always have to watch it because. Um, 
it, it brings a tear to my eye and, and it's just so funny. It's, it really is. So I even, I even told my dad that like, Hey, happy Easter from the great great house of guitars. And he's just like <laughs> the Easter bunny. That's right. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember if my parents actually took me to go see the Easter bunny at the house of guitars, oh, no. but it would be awesome if it did. That would probably qualify as neglect. <laughs> Maybe, but oh my god! But but yes, the the shout out to the great great house of guitars. Um, still going strong. I I think they're around. It's almost been eighty years or something like that. It's been it's been a while. Wow, I have way so, more fun on your show than I do on mine. <laughs> well, you're talking in your wheelhouse. I'm talking about railing on Rochester. <laughs> you know, anything to make Buffalo good. <laughs> yeah, and Buffalo, actually, they had the Beefalo Billions where yes, Buffalo was trillions of dollars in debt, so the governor just forgave them everything. So now they're just running around with all this <laughs> spare cash that they're not using to pay off debt, and, and they're actually a really prosperous city now. It's amazing that... I, I, it's still a very low cost of living. Yeah. I keep thinking like they're, they're always top five and lowest cost of living for a city that size. Now, granted they're going to get taxed to oblivion. Yeah. They, they, that's the unsuspecting thing. Everybody knows that New York's just going to tax you into the poorhouse. So oh, that's another week. Oh, it's another episode. All right. I've got a list of all these different episodes. So we may, I may just have to have the first, 20 of them with Mark and then maybe bring somebody else on. So I, I don't think anyone's going to get as, is no one's going to get the humor, the punchline of the jokes and who knows, there may be some fury going on. Cause I always tend to say the wrong thing at the wrong time, <laughs> but um, in any event, I think this is a good place to end it. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go shotgun a couple of Jenny cream ales. <laughs> Yes, that's we got to talk about the beer sometime. How the joke <laughs> yes, is that the do. beer is as brown well, as the river it came from. Exactly. So, but of course, you know, Jenny Cream Ales, you can't find them anywhere else. Uh, so, in any event, I, I do want to thank Mark, uh, Mark Anthony Arena, the computer exorcist, who is now taking his corporation worldwide. Um, before we go, Mark. What's going on with Technosophy? What's going on with the Computer Exorcist? I know we've got the podcast. You do some uh, speaking engagements around Rochester. What's going on with Technosophy? Well, hey, thanks for that. Uh, TheComputerExorcist.com is where you can find my podcast. And yes, I'm going to be doing more uh, public speaking, teaching people about the how to protect yourself online and dispelling all the myths that your computer guy spits at you all the time and uh you know just dispelling all those myths he tells you and yeah we're gonna absolutely and if you haven't heard the show certainly check it out fantastic also an accomplished author author of how to protect shelf from your computer available at bookstores everywhere thanks um mark this was this is an absolute pleasure this so um this is nuts. This is the first episode, and I think we've just got topics for at least eight more. Oh, yeah. So, and it's a podcast, so I don't think anyone's going to cancel me. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, 
Uh, this is Dr. Mike Brown and Colin uh, for the Flyover Plates podcast. And uh, if you're ever flying over the middle of the country, just stop and wave. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.